3: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
2: And this is the debut podcast of the new year. This is the first one in 2024. It's episode number 134.
3: Why Hi. is that? That's a thing. Like, it's not intimidating. It's just like the first of the year. I hope I say something, and you know, that is meaningful that will help people get their year started.
2: I hope so too, I set my intention for that, and I'm still not going to let go of the notion that you say inspiring and uplifting things every episode, and we don't need to wait until the odometer rolls over to the next thousand miles <laughs> to, to celebrate it. <laughs> I'm just
3: taking it, You know, you, any compliment or a good thing that comes, I'm taking it. So yeah, I think oh, I that think. every episode is like a first on the road they, to amazing.
2: I was looking through the list of them, and. Uh, in their own ways, they're all gems. They all have something yeah. really wonderful to offer up, and uh, and I sometimes randomly go back and listen through an episode or part of an episode and go, "Hey, that was that was an interesting way of putting that." And other times, saying, "Am I still saying that?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we we both have our. Our thing about, you know, what we're looking at and I'll look at mine. And the one thing that has been such a struggle for me to get out of is that everything is not a series. And I think it's series. So what do we do last week? We need to do this. We need to do second part, third part. You know, I just everything in my life (laughs) goes like that. And these are standalones.
2: Right. Well, there's the magic in the New Thought teaching. They're all a standalone because they start with the same premise, which is that there's only one. Yes. So we do is 134 episodes of talking about the one, and it's just different perspectives. So it's not like it's the one is going to turn into this, and we get to talk about it, and it's going to turn this into it. It's still the one. We're just, we're looking at it from a different vantage point.
3: Yeah. I hear you. You have no idea how long it took me to understand. <laughs> I heard it, like intellectually, I get it, but... How does that really, you know, but I get it now because I'd be so, I'd have these notes and I have to pick up from where we left off last week and it wasn't working. (laughs) It wasn't working like that. And, you know, I do some things with folks and one person, you know, they calls me the professor, like, all right, here comes the professor. She is going to, and it's a joke and everybody laughs at me. And I'm not laughing because I'm thinking, this is orderly. <laughs> <laughs> this is coordinated. But then looking at it standalone, it's more fun. You know, because you don't know what you're going to hear that will just make your world better. And it yeah. will, whatever it is.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I, and I think that's true of every episode. And I was just going to suggest that at the end of the episode, you just briefly write down any open questions that you think were left during the episode. Because to me, that would be the interesting list because that's more about you than it is about what we've talked about (laughs) and see which things keep on showing up on the open topics list.
3: By the way, I am trying to grow (laughs) out of that. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm trying to be more spontaneous and just flowing as opposed to, okay, let us make sure that we have everything covered. Oh, we didn't do that. Let's do that. Make sure somebody might have a question. That somebody may not show up for three weeks, you know? It's like you don't have a classroom. And people are here because they want to be here, not because yeah, they have Well, to. I mean,
2: that's um, your ability to be um, completely detail-oriented and to make sure that nothing slips through the cracks. Is wonderful, and it is the controlling nature which you have given up of being completely panicky that something's going to. <laughs> 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 that, you're you're still, still paying attention to what's going, but you're just you're not wrapped around the axle about it. This is this is my observation, having you know being 134 episodes in with you.
3: Well, it sounds good to me. <laughs> <It> sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. It sounds uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. of ties think, together with what you want the episode to be about what you want to talk about this week
3: Yeah creating your own reality um, right? and and kind of understanding what control really means when you have control and I think it's an art or a skill may not be the best way to put it but it feels like an art or a skill um knowing when to give up you know and we can't I don't think you can go through this life just sleep. Uh, just letting, thing, letting things happen, but setting intention and then knowing when to release and let, let spirit and all the um, universal laws in the ecosystem, <laughs> the divine ecosystem, do the work.
2: Yeah. And there is, when we want to create something, when we're, when we want something in our reality, our experience that's different than what we've been having. Our egoic self says, well, let me go out and get the pieces, the raw materials and uh, put in some sweat and some labor and some effort and maybe some struggle and force those pieces together and then get what I want. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, that seems to work. And that reinforces our thought that we have to do it that way. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's not what's going on. And that's not what we're doing when we're creating our new reality. The first thing that happens when we're creating our new reality is we get an understanding of what our previous reality, our current reality has been, and then get an idea of what we want to have instead. That's the pivot. And mm. more and more, I'm becoming aware that the pivot is crucial. That's the crucial, crucial step. If we're looking in the rear view mirror to see about the road that we've been on that has sucked so far, we're not paying any attention to where we're going. We just have that naive assumption that we have to continue following the same road. And we might miss the side street or the fork or the exit ramp or the bridge out sign (laughs) whatever it is that's coming in our direction. So what we want to do is stop paying attention to what has been and extrapolating the future from that and say, what do I want to have instead? Mm -hmm. And then set the intention for that. And there might be something for us to do. There might be some actions for us to take. There might be some steps for us to be involved in. If I want to uh, meet a loving, wonderful partner to spend the rest of my life with, I can set my intention for that. And if I do that while I am living in a hermit's cabin on top of a very tall mountain where nobody ever comes around, Mm -hmm. I may need to change something just so I come in contact with anybody who could be a possible relationship. If I continue to avoid people, then I'm probably not taking my own side. Now, I don't need to go down to the, the village and choose the person and choose the whatever it's gonna be and then make it all happen myself. But I do need to put myself in a position where the good that I'm seeking can find me.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And first, let me just, cause that was kind of a lot right there.
2: Uh-huh, that's why I stopped be- talking. I've learned. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you <catch it> yourself. <laughs> I told you, you know all this stuff, so it just kind of rolls off, right? But when you said the pivot is the hardest part, I'm not sure if you used that term hardest, but... It's, it, it's it, the
2: crucial part, yeah.
3: The crucial part. It really, really is. Because what you're saying is, I'm letting go of what I'm used to doing. And I'm calling... Now, this is me giving my interpretation, okay? So I'm certainly using my own words, but... Uh, and I'm letting go of What I'm used to doing, and I am putting this faith in motion, you know, using words I used this very day earlier, the faith that I tell other people to have, I have to use this. There's another crucial moment or part of the pivot that, you know what, the universe can really handle this, you know, I don't, but do I have to? Do this, this, and you say no. And the universe makes it happen. But letting go of control and making that decision, that moment of decision is so hard, you know, going against everything you've done in your life. Some of it's worked, most of it hasn't, really. Mm-hmm. Most of it hasn't. Um, but starting something new, a new way. That's that's crazy difficult.
2: Yeah, well, let me, let me run something else past you, which may or may not be true, but it's certainly an interesting perspective. I, I often, as you have noted, say the answer is always yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what we get to do is work out the question. And we're very enthusiastic about it. the answer is always yes. The universe says yes. And that's describing a lot of um, human emotion to the universe always saying yes. Mm-hmm. It is possible that the universe is saying yes, like a disinterested employee at um, uh, at a government agency, where they go, yeah, yeah, whatever, and they stamp yes on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> non attachment. There's no pom poms. There's 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 no energy about it. It's like, oh, that's what you want? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that correct? The universe does not have any skin in the game. If there were something that the infinite creative power that creates everything, that knows everything, that does everything, that is everything wanted, would you be able to stand in the way of that?
3: Come on. No, 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 no,
2: (laughs) no. All right. So the universe is perfectly okay with the yes being to whatever it is that you are inviting into experience. Mm -hmm. If there's something that the infinite doesn't want to have happen, it can't. It is an impossibility. You want to flap your arms and fly? Give it a try. It's probably not going to work until enough changes that that works. But right now, I've tried. It doesn't work. I'm not even going to flap now to demonstrate that it doesn't work. Trust me, it doesn't work.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But are you not still saying, are you not saying that the universe does in fact have a will or preference because if the universe doesn't want it, it doesn't work. So it's not like a blanket,
2: yes. There are natural laws. There are, and we call them the laws of physics. Those are the ones we have scientifically proven, demonstrated, we start out with an observation, then it turns into a, a hypothesis and then there's an experiment and then a proof, and then it becomes a principle. And it becomes a principle because once we've distilled it down to this is what that natural law is, it always works the same way. Speed of light, 186,000 miles per second, always doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Except when it gets close to a black hole, it looks like it does change. And Mm -hmm. does that mean that we were wrong? No, it just means that we never did the measurements near a black hole. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> for all we knew this principle applied always and principles apply always. And then at some point we get an understanding, Oh, there's something a little deeper going on here, you know, thermodynamics and gravitation and uh, electricity and all of the, the, the fundamental forces of nature that we have come to understand and be able to define you know there's the theory of relativity but then there's a theory of special relativity because there's an exception there's an asterisk there's Mm -hmm. different ways of looking at it and even though our knowledge is incomplete we can still work with it we can still make things happen
3: so how about this and i i really am glad to hear that so how about this For those of us who struggle one way um, to get it done or it's supposed to do this until we thoroughly, completely slam ourselves against the wall and then relinquish, you know, sort of like just throw your hands up because you have no choice and allow the universe, whatever, to work those principles and laws and everything to work. How about you stop before you get to the place of utter exhaustion? And, you know, I use John 3.16, not John 3.16, John 16.13, where Jesus talks about, show me. And those are words I lift out, show me. So I am more inclined to just stop before I'm just so thoroughly exhausted and beat the heck up and say, (laughs) Good for you. You know, and but this comes, this is, I'm talking about experience here, right? Because mm-hmm. I could take a lot until I just said, I, you know, I think this is crazy. I, I'm just so exhausted, so hurt. I can't do anymore. How about I stop short of that
2: <laughs> and, and say, that- Shut In my opinion, that is perfectly reasonable, and I'm gonna go even a little further in uh, on that. I'm gonna go all in on that one, is when we have an idea that there's been something in our experience that we don't like, and we do the pivot, and we have an understanding of what it is that we do like, we don't have to work on it until it feels like a struggle and then let it go. We can let it go immediately.
3: Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it takes some practice.
2: Yeah, especially if we think that controlling it has served us well. And especially if our ego says, oh, you gotta you gotta muscle this one for a while before you before you surrender it to an infinite creative power that can create anything.
3: Yeah, like I hear those words that you say, infinite creative power that creates everything. So, you know, I have to what I've done this this year, can you imagine how many years it's been before I finally just did this? Just make these stickers you know, and just put it on my computer. <laughs> Infinite creative power that creates everything. So if I'm doing a pivot, you know, my my um, history or my subconscious or whatever says, you don't leave, be a lazy bum. You do what you can, do the best you can, and you you know, you participate, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, I'm not participating as much as I used to because <laughs> that has not worked well for me. I might have to struggle not to, but I would prefer not to struggle, not to participate to the level that I used to than to try to pick myself up from being battered and bruised in a war that I'm losing. You know, that's that's awful analogy, but
2: it is. Well, I know what you're talking about, and if you found yourself um, battered and bruised and... Um, you know, getting done with the struggle, and that's familiar. And you think that you have to get to that point before you surrender it, then that infinite file clerk is going to stamp it with a yes and go, "Okay, well." <laughs> Cause, <laughs> or, okay. or you, you can turn in your paperwork before the struggle and you get the same yes yeah, listen carol can last about three years
3: okay <laughs> she can go about three years. so yes and let's just come back you know in three years we'll pick her up and fix it all i am so done <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's take a quick break and when we continue we will talk some more about creating your reality reverend bill letting you know that the practical prayer for real results class is now available on demand that's right you can take it at your own pace
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
2: We're talking about creating your own reality. And yeah. uh, you ever have chicken for dinner?
3: I used to. Okay. You do know, i oh, And
2: I'll, I'll use chicken um, because it, it works. And okay. uh, even people who are vegetarians or vegans can understand what it is. So you're having chicken for dinner. And that's nice. That's interesting. Okay, I'm going to have the chicken for dinner. It is m- much more significant to you or much less significant to you than it is to the chicken. <laughs> kind of the s- same balance, but even bigger, when it's the difference between what we're experiencing and what the infinite is experiencing. Mm-hmm. For us, it's the whole enchilada, and for the infinite, it's, oh, chicken.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing it from, th- you know, we say, through God's eyes and God's point of view. So much is poetic, you know, seeing it through God's eyes. But now getting that real, really doing it, it's that story you just
2: told. Yeah. And it's, seeing it through God's eyes, I mean, we have so much judgment about the people who are misbehaving and the politicians who are being corrupt and the <clears throat> they, <laughs> whoever, whoever we're othering uh, about them being different or unworthy or uh, undeserving. they're all, we are all divine expressions of one infinite presence. And the judgment that we have is our own. And the preferences for how we want to live is our own. So when we're looking at somebody who is behaving in a way that we find unacceptable, there might be a knee-jerk reaction. I want them to stop doing that. I want them to behave differently. Um, We very rarely say, oh, I want this all to work out so that I wind up being happy and they wind up being happy and everybody is experiencing love because we think that we know how it ought to happen. So very few people get up first thing in the morning and say, let me screw up the world today.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me see what (laughs) I can do to make other people
2: unhappy, (laughs) to make people in my workplace miserable and otherwise cause chaos in the world. Very few people actually do that. There are a few Mm -hmm. sociopaths who probably do, but most people get up with the idea that they're going to do something uplifting and helpful and good uh, to support the people who are important to them. Mm-hmm. so let's roll with that and say okay well, what could that mean for me if I'm creating my own reality and this person or this behavior is showing up in it what does that mean for me
0: mm-hmm. it,
3: it's an opportunity uh, I was thinking as you were saying it was uh, describing a situation I had with my older son recently and he was Talking about you know somebody and and I said, and he was you know quite upset because it just seemed like they could see this. it's just whatever, whatever. And um, I said, now, what if you looked at it through the eyes of God, what would you see then? And he looked at me and said, "Ah." Now, that's a different story. <laughs> 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 so, so we always have that choice to look at it through your own eyes. The, you, you use the term ego. Um, yeah. you, you do that. Or if you look through the eyes of God, which is the eyes of love, what does love see? And it sees somebody that perhaps what you're looking at is a result of some other stuff behind it love gives you better vision. Mm. You know, you're still seeing something that's a little off in your opinion, but when you see the stuff behind it, it's not like the person is crazy. It's things that have happened. And what was, what's the love response to that? And so that was like three days ago. And he called me this morning and he's just talking about that. He said, I just don't know why I didn't see that. I said, well, it takes a little practice, you know, takes a so that infinite creative power that creates everything the recognition part of the prayer is it take, you know I've always felt like don't rush you know sit right. with that for a while just don't even just sit with that for a while I know we want to get on with the prayer okay so get on with the prayer but maybe during your meditation you could just sit with the first part Mm-hmm. a little bit or while you're driving just kind of hang into the first part and see how that feels because in crunch time it it doesn't come like that you know it has to kind of be a, a reflex that you're accustomed to
2: yeah you know yeah when we when we turn our eyes or turn our attention toward the infinite the more practice we have in doing that the easier it is to do especially when it's under times of dress.
3: Yeah, and that, there's another thing that you say. Turn your attention. Turn away from. You're so used, I keep saying it, you are so used to this. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just turn your attention, right? Some of us have to say like, now what does that mean? Turn my, okay, from this to exactly what? This Okay, is that legit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you touched on it a little bit uh, before when you're talking about looking at something through the eyes of God. And when we decide that we want to look at this unpleasant situation for the eyes of God, and what do we see? And if what we see is targets that we would prefer shooting lightning bolts at, that's not about God. <laughs> that's yeah. about us and our ego. <laughs> so that's an indicator, okay, I'm not looking at this from that high perspective. I'm not looking at this through the eyes of love. and being able to start off our practical prayer by turning our attention to that infinite power and presence, that creator that creates everything, puts us in a position of partnership and humility. Because Mm -hmm. the divine power and presence that creates everything that has created me, and that power is indwelling. Well, I know I don't have the power myself to make galaxies. I don't know how to do that. But if it's the same power that's inside of me, and it's accessible to me, then all of that good is available to me somehow, even mm-hmm. though I don't necessarily know how. So I completely agree with you that the the recognition step, the first step in a practical prayer, is hugely important. I also know that they're all important. I have, throughout the, the time of my study, gone through all seven of the steps. Actually, number five and number six. Or, I'm sorry, four and six are very similar. Um, the affirmation and the reaffirmation. If we have any mm-hmm. doubt, uh, I spent a fair amount of time just. What working on doubt? How do I work with the doubt that I have when something comes up that's outside of my belief system? Then what do I do? Um, That unification step after I've done my recognition of that infinite creative power, that that power is in me. That power is available to me now. That's a really powerful step to be involved in. Sometimes people just being able to open to that, to to our divinity is really powerful. Affirmations, the self-help community has put those all in their own category. You know, you can do affirmations. <laughs> you don't need to do the rest of them as far as they're concerned. And as I said, that works right up until it stops working. Uh, there are entire spiritual practices based on the second to last step, which is gratitude. It's, and the final one is release.
3: Yeah. yeah. So it's it's hard to say that one is more important than the other. Uh, and and I'll say this and might be different next conversation. But the uh, recognition piece is so, so important oh yeah, because it kind of sets the understanding that I don't mean this, but you know what I mean. God is and I'm not, right? God mm-hmm. is. There is God. Now we can go from there, but let's understand God. And quick story, I was out with some girlfriends and one has had a, I don't know, stint, whatever you put in your arm to get. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're out. What is it? Dialysis.
2: Yep. She's had it in her arm. Yeah,
3: Yeah, she's been she's had it in her arm since 2016. So this is like 2024.
2: Yeah, it's been a while.
3: It's been a while, and like she's blah blah the whole story, and suddenly she went and her kidneys that were functioning at one level went and they were suddenly two percent up. Like she's going better. And she's sitting there and she's talking all this death stuff and she would get a dog. (laughs) But if she dies, her sister would have the dog and the dog would end up in a pound. And I'm sitting there at the restaurant looking, probably looking much like this. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, so this God that you, because you go to church every Sunday, right? Yes. So this God that you go to church to worship. That raised your level of kidney function beyond any expectation. <laughs> Couldn't figure out how to take care of, of a dog if something should happen to you. Now, since, since you haven't died yet, you know, and like she's been near death, you haven't died yet. You seem to be moving away from death. God is good. God wants good. What about the poor dog that would love to be with you Mm -hmm. during this time? Because she's an excellent dog mommy. Gosh. And I said, what what about the poor dog that would love to be with you? That's a God thing. My sister wouldn't take care. Yes, sister, don't. know. God is not. She is not in the equation of good here.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah, good dog mommies tend to attract other good dog mommies into their orbit, and if there's a need for somebody to take care of the dog, oh, this was Stell's dog. Got for it. For real?
3: Yeah, I or said. Listen, three or
2: four of them fighting about it. I can imagine if she got a dog, it'd be a Great Dane.
3: I, if it was a Dane, honey, you wouldn't have to worry. I got <laughs> That's you. That's right. You got it. You got. <laughs> I got it. You. So two days afterwards, she sent me a note that says, "Look like there's going to be a dog in my picture." <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is was difficult for you because it's all around that recognition piece. Now, I may fall off somewhere else, but God is, you know, he said God is able. So this is like no big thing.
2: Yep. Yep. And that's a lot of ways is the, the last step is uh, the release. Mm. Like, I, I'm going to turn this over to that infinite creative power that creates everything. And I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to let it go. I don't need to to plant a seed in the ground and then dig it up three days later to make sure it's germinating. That's not my job and it actually doesn't help. So set the intention for the perfect dog to be showing up in my life and either I'll be adopting a dog in three days or there will be a stray that wanders by or the next door neighbor will move in with three dogs. And suddenly I have a surplus of dogs without having to actually take care of one full time.
3: you know, and you say it's with such ease. And grace, right? Like you get to the release part and you let it go. And I don't want to deal with, it. I get there and say, look, I am thoroughly, completely exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, I'm out. <laughs> okay. We don't want to get that far, right? I'm trying to learn. My,
2: my favorite magical phrase, which is up until now. That's up until, you've done it, thank up until now. Thank you so much. And just- as soon as you're ready, you can start doing it differently. And then you can report back and say, oh, that was easy.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, <know> that was. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna hold you to that because you know I tell myself you are you you're taking away from your life all this energy and you know like just let it go, girl. Go watch a show. Do something. <laughs>
2: yeah. The fact of the matter is, and I know know this because I've known you for a while, is you're pretty good at making things happen, and you have a nice reputation for making things happen and just sitting by and letting things happen without you having to work at it, you lose, you lose part of the challenge. Now it might be as much fun in a different manner, but there's, there's something that, 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 um, lights your fire a little bit about being able to face a challenge and muscle through it.
3: Maybe. I, I know because
2: I, I I know how to do it too, and I'm you know I'm good at it. And at some point, I get to, and oh, I'm not, I'm I am not i i do not deal with this. The infant's going to have to take care of this. I look forward to seeing how God is going to solve this problem.
3: Well, I want to get to that point. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I, I want to get to that point before there's nothing left, right? Because I'm like I cannot do this any longer. So, hmm. you know, it's like knowing when it's okay to let go. And you're saying it's okay to let go from the beginning. Yeah.
2: Let's take another break and then do a prayer on creating our own reality calmly, peacefully, and gracefully.
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness
3: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. This has been great.
2: A wonderful conversation talking about creating your own reality. And what we've noticed is that we are always creating our own reality. And sometimes we do it calmly and gracefully and gently, peacefully. And sometimes we struggle and muscle it and get weary and beaten up and dragged through the whatever it is we're getting dragged through. Uh, Yeah, and then at some point, if we're in that process and we haven't claimed victory while we're struggling, (laughs) because sometimes, sometimes it works, uh, then we get to let it go and letting it go. We are able to turn it over to the infinite and partner with that infinite creative power that has created everything to create this newness. That's the prayer today. It's about creating our own reality, calmly, peacefully, gracefully in partnership with that infinite creative power. And we start with the acknowledgement that, yes, I can generally understand what the situation is and I can generally figure out how to put the pieces together. And then I can generally work pretty hard and maneuver to get the pieces together and get the project, the job, the task, the assignment done. And history and time and experience have shown me that as often as not, I do that and I can do that effectively. And also tell me from time to time that that's a lot of work. It's a lot of struggle. It can be exhausting. and Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I get to the end of my rope and it's not done. I'm not having the experience that I want. I am not having the success that I have intended. And I'm out of stuff. (laughs) Energy and ideas and thoughts and just I'm depleted. And sometimes it takes us getting to that point to realize that there is something bigger than we are. There is one. There is one, one divine power and presence, one infinite creative force that creates everything. We call it God. We call it the Big Bang. We call it nature or spirit or whatever we want to call that divine force that in the beginning was all there was and began sharing itself as its creation. Everything is that one presence shared in its own way. The same story comes from physics and the Big Bang or Genesis and let there be light only one light, only one bang, and everything unfolding and evolving and revealing itself from that one. So we can all trace our lineage back to that one. We are all that one expressed in our unique and individualized and personal way, as is everyone and everything. So knowing that, knowing that that divine power and presence abides within, as we set the intention, as we get the idea of that next experience that we are desiring, that we are opening to, that we are inviting into our lives. We don't have to muscle it. We don't have to figure it out all on our own. There's an infinite intelligence that knows how to fit the pieces together. There is a limitless creative power that has the ability to fit pieces together in a far more subtle and forceful and powerful and uplifting and magnificent way than we ever could. There is one limitless love that is sharing itself through all of its creation, including us, including this new experience ready to reform and reshape and reassemble to bring that newness into experience. And I know it's possible for that newness to come into our lives calmly, peacefully, gracefully. There's no need for struggle. There's no need for effort. There's no need to feel depleted or overcome. There's no need to battle or compete. There's no need to force or cajole or maneuver. There's only the opportunity to turn it over to that infinite creative power that creates everything, to get our small selves out of the way, to be in that spate of grace, to be in that state of grace and calm and peace, to relax and allow that infinite presence to reveal itself, that divine power to channel through us and through everything that's around us, to bring that newness into being. And the good unfolds. The law always says yes sometimes with the grand fanfare, and sometimes with a subtle shrug of the shoulders. Yes, this good is underway now. And the good unfolds for us and for everyone involved. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness of the creative process. I'm grateful for the understanding of when it is ours to take on and when it is ours to turn over and how we can more fully participate in bringing that newness into our lives and the universe is saying yes, and the good is unfolding. And I'm so, so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness of the process. I'm grateful for the divine light that is shining for and through and as each one within the sound of my voice. So with this deep feeling of thanks, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law, that same law that creates everything. And I know without any question, doubt, hesitation whatsoever, that it is now creating this. The good is at hand, and so it is.